Welcome back, everybody, for another fun show of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. And today I have a super cool gentleman on here, and you might have seen the cool Casey design for me. I'd like to welcome Daryl to the show. Daryl, how are you, my man? I'm very good. Thanks for having me on. You want to give the audience a little uh, riff on you? By the way, that insane case that I take when I travel with the kids, I don't take it on on airplane trips with the whiskey, was designed from Daryl. The sickest whiskey cases of the game. Daryl, tell yes. everyone a little bit about you. I appreciate that. Well, my real name is actually Nick Tarbuck, but you can call me Daryl. I'm the uh, owner of Daryl Proof LLC in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We specialize in protective cases for what's important to you, or at least that's what we started out as. And now we pretty much have shifted to solely doing whiskey cases, and it's been a great journey. I'm just a guy that likes good whiskey, good food, and hanging out with good friends and family. Dude, that's not a bad, that's not a bad gig. You want to give anyone your socials to look at? Uh, yeah, my personal Instagram is at Pittsburgh underscore pours. There we go. And the company IG is at Daryl Proof. Y-L. Just one R. Nick, I got a question. Tell me about your whiskey journey. When did you first find whiskey? Surprising to most people, it was relatively uh, recent probably within the past five or six years, seriously about it in the past four years. Okay. I, I grew up in a household that uh, was alcohol-free. Uh, my dad's side was, they drank, my mom's side did not. So I really didn't get into alcohol in general until I was up and gone out of the house and college and all that. Probably in 2014, 2015 is when I started drinking like cocktails, like Manhattans. And... Didn't really get into drinking straight whiskey and probably until like the 2016, 17, you know, full all in, 19. And what was that whiskey and why? Why all of a sudden? What happened? Obviously, I like the Manhattan cocktail. Yep. Kind of was the segue into it. I live in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, so there's not a whole lot of high-end restaurants and or cocktail bars out where I live. So if you go to the city, you can find stuff like that. But, you know, making them at home with friends and then... My neighbor across the street, we were really big into the craft beer scene for a while and doing barrel-aged stouts, and that was another catalyst into it. But we had another neighbor that moved down the street. 2016, he introduced us to drinking straight whiskey, which is like your Weller 107. He introduced us to Willet, the four-year rye. He had a couple Willet bourbons, but mainly Weller 107 and Willet four-year rye. I drank that for a couple years before like really getting down the rabbit hole. Nice starter pack, solid. I mean, I was just in Seattle this week. Tommy had a couple of 107 picks from back in the day that were just phenomenal. I mean, obviously just solid, obviously will it. How the hell did you escalate to the next level so fast? As I mentioned in my intro, I'm just a guy that likes good whiskey, good food, and hanging out with good people. And that's really all I've ever done. I've yeah. never really tried to do, but I never really tried to get into this as far as I have. It just kind of happened. We call it the trip. And it was early 2020 in the spring, right before the pandemic. And my neighbor, the same guy that introduced me into drinking whiskey straight, had a work trip to Louisville and he invited me along. 
leading up to that trip, this was going to be my first distillery trip, first time in Kentucky. And we were like two kids getting ready to go to Disney World. Like we watched every video. We were on IG. Just couldn't be more excited about it. And the first night we get there, he actually arranged to meet Mark Carter and have a couple of drinks with Mark. Mm -hmm. At the time, I had no idea who this guy was. I, you know, you're like, hey, you're like, hey, this Omni Hotel is pretty cool. We're gonna meet across yeah, the street. Exactly, and we met him at Justin's House of Bourbon, and uh, yeah. just sitting down, having a couple of drinks with him, hearing his story, you know, about making wine, and then Kentucky Owl, and now what is old Carter. It was uh, thinking back on it, I really wish I understood the gravity of the situation. But that was a great night. And then the next day we went to, uh, he had to do some work stuff. It was a work trip after all. But we went to Bardstown Bourbon Company and mm -hmm. to go there, you know, state of the art, brand new, clean, shiny, looks like, you know, a golf course. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I've been going there since day one and I'm always like, where's the helipad? Like, why aren't you bringing people out here during Derby? Because they sure as shit ain't going to drive an hour. Like, fly them in, schmooze them, fly them back. All day, every day. You know, they're, you know, the original owners are like, dude, it's not a bad idea. But I mean, Bart sounds on fire. They deserve it. All right, so, and, the, and the food there is insane, as I'm sure you probably ate there for lunch. Yes, the food is there. The food there is great. Um, you know, we went and we did the tour where they do the classroom, and you really sit down, and they they take you through the whole process and you get to taste the corn whiskey. And, you know, I can't remember if it was age six months or a year, like the progression. And then you go through the actual, you know, distillery and we thieved barrels. And it was just a phenomenal first experience as far as touring a distillery. Mm -hmm. So uh, after we did that, we went off to our Airbnb. And by the time we got in, it was dark. And, you know, getting out of the car in Bardstown for the first time, you get out and you smell whiskey. Like, it's it's an unbelievable experience when, like, you're there. A whole town built on the same passion that you have. It's pretty special. Yeah. And so the next day when we uh, came out of the Airbnb, we didn't realize, but there was a 1792 Rick House, like, stones throw away from the Airbnb. Like, oh, well, no wonder we could smell whiskey. <laughs> And then we went to Willet, which was our, you know, this is basically what the whole trip was about. Go, go see what Willet's all about. We had an 11 a.m. tour and tasting and talk about, you know, going from Bardstown Bourbon Company, which is brand new, state-of-the-art, to going someplace that is so rich. Classroom, a classroom with yeah. an overhead projector and the whole line yes. yards, yeah. <laughs> and then you go to someplace that has so much history and heritage, family-owned and operated, just beautiful you know the grounds are immaculate and you know at this this point they had the gift shop and the bar was you know hopping and it was just a very unique experience going from one end of the spectrum of brand new to you know one of the ogs in the game like it was pretty neat well i always tell people it's like when you pull up to bardstown you know it's a it's like the old school uh like the tv show dallas it's like you hit south fork here it is. Boom. And then you pull up to Willard, you could drive right by it. You know, yeah. you go up the driveway. You can miss it real quick. Yeah, and shame on you if you do, because that's, yeah. you know, for obvious reasons, that's pretty much the only place I go now. Oh, um, did but... you go, on, on that trip, did you go Did you go to the bar after? Because, I mean, obviously on the tour, I mean, I love the tour, but they're not pouring anything that's going to, like, knock your socks off for the most part. Did you well, go upstairs then and have a couple of drinks, or you had a special tour for your group? 
No, we didn't have a special tour, but this is where the story gets good. So we went up to the bar, and we are literally the only two people in it. Jeff Knott is our bartender from Tartan Allen. And which I, I listened to the podcast with him, which is awesome. I've been to that place. He's doing phenomenal things, and I'm so excited and happy for him. So proud of me, man. Oh, I mean, that whole crew, there's like, he's, he's like one of three new restaurants in Nulu right now that I got to go check out. Yeah. You know, Bats, Bats has got seven, you know, and there's another one I just saw pop up. Like, they're doing it. Yeah, and when we get on to Bardstown, we do these, we call them like suicide runs where we head down. Literally, I'll put the kids on the bus, and we run down there. Six hour drive down, have dinner, will it hang out? Six hour drive back in the morning. Like it just is what it is. Well, I guess you're lucky. It takes me, I leave here at six fifteen AM, have to wake up at four, don't get there till five o'clock in the afternoon. And you know, that day's pretty much shot. Yeah, and we the sad part is about doing it that way. Yeah, I get to go to Willet, but I miss spending any time in Louisville. Like I'll hit there for lunch, but you know, usually a lot of those places like the Tartan House doesn't open till four. Yeah. So the next trip I got planned coming up, um, I think we're going to try to spend a night in Louisville before we move on to Bardstown. But anyway, uh, back to the story. Um, we do go up to the bar, and uh, Jeff Nott is our bartender, and we're the only two in the place. And I think it was like a, a Wednesday morning, or you know, it was midweek, and uh, in walks Drew Colesby, um to have lunch, and he sits a couple stools down from us at the end of the bar, and I knew who he was from IG. Yeah. And, you know, we communicated on there a little bit. You know, me being new to IG and new to the whiskey world, I was literally posting and tagging. <laughs> like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he shared some stuff that I, I posted, which was, you know, which was cool. So I, I just went over and introduced myself. And it was the first time I ever had to introduce myself by an IG handle. Which is weird. <laughs> welcome, welcome to now, that. Now it's not so weird. <laughs> yeah, now, now you can be sitting around with with ten or fifteen dudes, and you're you're talking for 15, 20 minutes, and then you realize what their IG handle is. You're like, oh, I know who you are. I went to a cigar lounge on Tuesday so, night, and and the guys were like p- passing the phone around, showing them who I was. I'm like, my name's Gavin. They're like, no, no, no. Look, this is him. What? Like, Jesus, that's what I have a cigar, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. So we talking to Drew and I called my neighbor over and introduced him and we were just talking about the tour and how awesome it was and the facilities. We love the place, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he asked us what we were doing in the afternoon and we said, well, we have a Heaven Hill tasting at like one o'clock or something like that. And he says, well, go do that and then come back and I'll take you on a private tour and we'll pull the curtains back a little bit. Kind of like a, a knees knocking moment. And if you know Drew, which as I know him now, Drew's a very busy guy. He has a lot yes. to do. Uh, and he has a lot of people that want time. So it was truly gracious of him to do this. And it was just like the Mark Carter thing. I had no idea. Like I didn't have no idea how cool this was. So we literally raced to Heaven Hill. And I feel bad for the lady doing our tasting because <laughs> we plowed. The- you're like, right you're like, you're like go, 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 go. What's in the gift shop? Let's get back to Willet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got back there and there was actually another three guys, a younger guy and his two co-workers that were going to join us for the tour. The younger guy was Casey Kotrebski, which is actually one of the owners of Nashville Barrel Company before that was even a thing. And that was the first time I got to meet him. And here we go. 
Drew and saw a glass and we grabbed the drill bag and we spent the afternoon in the rickhouses drilling barrels. Just a, an unbelievable experience. And, so um, went back to the, personal, you know. In your personal opinion, what makes Willett stand out so much? I mean, those stocks are legendary. I mean, there's many a brand that don't disclose that that's the same stocks. I mean, it's just different whiskey. It just is. You know, it's funny because how many distilleries are in Bardstown and you know how their stuff could be different, but same at the same way. Um, but that place is, you know, it's family owned and operated. You're not, uh, everybody there cares. Uh, yep. And I've been going there for so long now. Like when I open the door, somebody says, Daryl, you know, like, obviously I know the Cools Beans. They're great, gracious people. I know a lot of people that work there and everybody seems happy and wants to be a part of it. It's my favorite place to go. It's something it. special. It's something special. I mean, when I, when I go in there, you know, the first time in there, you know, Pope at the restaurant, he's like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, I don't know. If I want to die tomorrow, fucking bring me five whiskeys that I should drink before I die. And he brought me some crazy shit. And then when I would sit you know, with Jeff at the bar, I would propose the same question. And then Drew joined for lunch one day and he's like, nah, you got to try this and this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course we have to try that yeah. and that. I mean, it's, so, it's just different. And I, it's just, it's, it's different. It just is. It is. In an amazing way. In an amazing way. Yeah. And I, um, and just like Bardstow Burma Company, you're not going to go find food any place better than Willet. No. No. You know, it's, it's, anytime we go there, it's, you know, basically order at least one of everything off the menu, get some crazy pours, have a good time. Yeah. And so after our, still, our I... after our drilling barrels experience, which like I just, here I am a guy thinking like, oh, this is normal when you come down here, right? This is what everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> and no. the neighbor must have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. We were both on cloud nine. It's funny because we look back through pictures and it was just like, just, we still we laugh. We laughed the whole way home. Like, did that just happen? Like, like wake up. Yes. And after uh, after the distillery tour, we actually spent the rest of the evening smoking cigars, uh, drinking, and having good pours, and it was the best day, the best first Willet experience you could ever want. Ah, uh, yeah, that doesn't. I don't think it gets better than that. And obviously, it kept going. When did you transition into the like? What? Give me the story on the cases, on the whiskey cases. So we did this. We did the trip in early. 2020 in February, which was also cool because you don't go in the Rick house in the winter. Like there was a warm spell. It was warm enough to go out there and actually like taste whiskey, which was unusual. So like really the stars aligned uh, between the weather and, you know, obviously the opportunity. So we got, uh, we got back from that trip and it was the pandemic hit almost immediately. It was like mid March um, when it, everything shut down. And that was a bad time. Actually, that was a great time. That was a great time to get into whiskey because there was pretty much nothing else to do. And we, you know, unfortunately, we have a uh, government-run state store system in Pennsylvania. So I didn't know what will it was until my neighbor moved here from Michigan and told me what will it was. And if he didn't move here, I wouldn't know what will it was. Like, we have a great selection. We have great prices of normal stuff. I'll say it that way. 
Okay. So, which is unique, which is unique. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, and obviously, you know, I, my collection grew to a couple hundred bottles and I was buying everything under the sun to try it and taste it, and, you know, and just see what's out there. And before yeah. like, I really started to hone in on what I liked. And obviously at this point, I'm really not drinking like cat strength or barrel strength per se, like, you know, like family. Uh, the family estate rise, you know, normally like one tannish, stuff like that. It's really starting to dive into these barrel proofs that are 120, 130, and the most. Recent. I just bought an. I just bought a 90. It was 150. Yeah, it, was it? Is that a Willet? Yeah. Is that the the? It's it? the California Bevmo release, and it was like 150. And I, I mean, you know, I did I did a video, and I'm like, I was like nervous with that. I mean, you know, like you could ride a car on that. And it was super smooth and delicious. But I'd rather drink it and walk. You know, that was the thing. Like, we were at a hotel. I'm like, this is a perfect time for me to, you know, I got the kids are in the pool. This is a perfect time for me to have a couple of pours of this. It'll pleasantly make me much more fun at the pool with the kids. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, trying to buy everything that they possibly had. And I'm talking from $20 up to anything that they basically offered. Which which looks good for you know a newbie trying to figure it out yeah. and figure out what's yeah, yeah. and what's drinkable like. Uh, but this is also a good time during COVID where you can like really just actually have fun and try it. Yeah, and if it's if it's not good on its own, I'm gonna make cocktails with it. So what's the difference? Yes. So win win. Yeah. So we really did find like how deep does the rabbit hole go? And I got into the secondary and you know, <laughs> did what we had to do for the most yeah. part. Um, yeah, it was an, it was an interesting time price wise. Yeah, like PPP. For, fortunately for me, I had a great group of group of neighbors here that were were all into the same thing. We're all you know into it. You know, we might not be hanging out every single night or you know with what we yeah. had to do, but we we hung out for the most part safely and had a great time. We got to kind of go down this journey together, which has led us to where we are now. And for you, is there like a sweet spot, like proof-wise or bourbon or uh, rye that you like tremendous happiness or it's pretty much all good or you don't drink it? You make a cocktail with it. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit down and write you a three-paragraph tasting. Me neither. Notes? My, you know, I don't want to discredit myself because I feel like I have a good palate, but my, like, I have three rules of tasting. It's like, wow, this is really good. This is good, and this is not that good, but I'm going to drink it anyway. Like, that's kind of where I, I'll pick up some so, stuff. So, so the third one is, that's the gift to friends. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like it. I'm not going to probably ever drink it again. It's not terrible. It's just not my thing. Um, but somebody else would really enjoy it. Or late in the night when you've been drinking the good stuff and it's really not, doesn't behoove anybody's collection to keep drinking the good stuff. You might, you know. Shit, you know. or my my wife my wife doesn't like when I do this. I'm like, uh, this is for your friends. <laughs> exactly, it is still great. It is still great whiskey. It's just not what I, you know, like I'm at a at a point where when I choose to drink, I literally want to fucking drink nothing but amazing whiskey. Like my days of drinking to numb the pain, or you know, get into a fight, or obviously go pick up chicks are done. So it's kind of like 
hey, if I'm going to drink, like I wanted to be an experience. Yeah, I agree. Which, you know, as your palate progresses and uh, dealing with the state store system that we deal with, it's then we started moving on to like barrel picks. Yeah. So what a what a better way to beat the system. And it's, you know, I'm not, this is not a big dig on uh, Buffalo Trace or anything like that, but and I like their stuff. Their E.H. Taylor small batch, if I could drink that all day, I'm not just saying just that, but if that could be just a pour I go to, phenomenal but i'm not going to wait in line or you know do a lot of things no 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 i mean when when i go out you know when we're out for dinner and stuff like that generally there isn't a good selection so i'll just generally go with eagle rare because that's pretty much on every bar it's solid you know it's like it is what it is you know you know i was was telling you know somebody the other day it's like they just they haven't elevated the bourbon with because you go from eagle rare to pappy 15 there's nothing in the middle in a yeah. in a restaurant, and I'm like, I'm gonna like throw in a few four roses, you know, do so, like even get some of like you know four to six year old Willets. But the reality is, like, it just doesn't go into the restaurants very well. Yes. Well, just I mean, my thing is for the length between paying for it and what people will do for it to go get allocated. Oh, just get a group together, go buy a barrel, go buy something you can put your name on that will never exist again. That it's a, it's a one-off, and have a great experience doing it, and you know tell the story forever. Yeah, hundred percent. What barrel picks have you? I mean, other than Willits and stuff, have you done any other fun ones? Yeah, we uh, the first one we did was earlier this year. Oh, not this year, last year. Uh, Casey, I mentioned from the the Willet, the trip, quote unquote. They opened NBC. Uh, Nashville Barrel Company, and we yeah. went down in March and did two with them, and it was an amazing experience. You can, uh, yeah, I, I, I picked, I picked up one, and it was pretty. Fu- I, I forget whose it was, but I'm like, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I would even go as you know, I got a, I got one of those old Forester single barrels at the same time, which were really good. I felt this year, those whoever did them this year, and there were a lot of people that did them. Those old Foresters, like they were good, but that NBC was really fun. And I mean, and he's been saying I should come down and do a pick with him. You know, it's, and at some point I will, but I was really impressed. Well, let's go. I'm ready. No, I mean, I, you know, you're closer than I am. So I have, I have a lot. I think I I bought the Cass Cartels one. I even know it was when I picked up, you know, I was like for 80 bucks. Like this is like for free compared to the shit I bought. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it because it could literally be coming from anywhere, but you get it for a reason price because it's it doesn't have that name brand well, it also whatever, wherever it was made it can... yeah it also doesn't have that it doesn't have it's the value in it is the experience of drinking it not i mean it's really hard like you look at obviously you know and i've had many talks with many big willet heads like there's there's a lot of money in those bottles 15 there's one of them there's one on secondary right now i saw yesterday for like 25 grand you know, that was probably $179 at the gift shop back in the day. Like, that's real money. It's probably good. Yeah, that, that, that's that's real cash. So the NBC stuff at those prices, I was like, dude, this is this is just great whiskey. Same as like the Four Roses single barrels. You know, even like a, the 107 picks. Like, those are all solid. I think that the, the Will of Foolproofs got a little out of control financially, personally. It didn't stop me from buying a, a whole bunch of them and enjoying them, but like I, I think they kind of 
put themselves a little out of the market for what it was, but so be it. You know, I always tell people everything's worth what's what somebody's willing to pay for it. That's it. You know, yeah, might not be you, but if someone someone's paying for it, I mean, you know, I look on all the auction sites how these older Willets, these ones that are signed by you know Drew's dad and. You know, these old, I'm like, dude, all day long, 12,000, 15,000, 18,000, 20,000, like, like, ain't no thing. Yeah. You know, Linnell's, Linnell's, out there Linnell, Linnell's Red Hook, you know, like, you look at that, you know, yeah. 80,000, you know, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Because, you know, I've learned in the whopping eight years of being in the game, you know, there's people on the East Coast that just want the bottle and money is not a thing to them. This one thought it was West Coast. I was going to think it's the exact opposite. No, no. I see the guys out of Chicago and Philly, you know, who are like just moving and, and D.C. that are just fucking flying through the stuff. No, there's like maybe three dudes out here on the West Coast that I've ever seen that actually legit, you know, do it. But shit, you go, you know, the Phillies, the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the D.C. guys, like insane, insane bars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. worth of open whiskey, like mini, like mini bar at Willets in these people's houses. I mean, there's one, I've met, there's one big guy out here in San Diego, actually. And I don't know, I mean, in his garage, he's got 300 bottles. I don't even know how many are in his fucking house. Open. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, and he's been drinking it, I mean, as long as I've known him, which is eight years. Like, he was doing it before that. He would drive around with it. The first time I met him, he had an Excel spreadsheet printed in his car and he would drive around like looking for certain barrels it's a yeah i think i know getting down he's got a, he's got a construction business and solar as well on the side that's his real job but i mean it's yeah. like insane insane what he has and i was like blown away and the reason why i got to meet him was he bought a couple of like very old japanese whiskeys and he just bought them to try and then he had a few sips and he's like hey i think you just appreciate a lot more like, I'll just sell you the rest of the bottles. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I really, really never got into the realm of scotch or Japanese whiskey. I know you are. Yeah. I mean, that's where I started. I mean, I didn't, my first bourbon I ever drank was the Mictus 20, 2015. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Talk about my start. <laughs> in, a par- in a parking lot in Whole Foods, sitting in the, in the, in the guy's trunk of his SUV. Like literally, I bought I bought one from New York in 2016, probably, and it was nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. And they shipped it to me and I and I was excited to get this bottle. It was the most I ever spent on a bottle of whiskey. You know, a thousand bucks. And uh, and I put it on the bar and you know, my house is hundred percent climate controlled. And I noticed that the wax, um, the strip was just it was moving. Not a lot, but it was you know, after a few weeks it was a lot more open than it was when I put it up there. And, you know, there was nothing I could do about it, obviously. And I didn't want to open it. It was a thousand dollar whiskey. It was a lot of money to me. And so I, I went on one of the secondaries and I'm like, hey, anybody want to buy this bottle? And this dude in L.A. was like, hey, you know, because 2015 was the last, you know, single bat, single, you know, not small batch, single barrel. And this guy from L.A. is like, hey, I got a 2016. What if I drive down to San Diego, give you my 2016 pop the 2015 and pour you two ounces and i'm like all right that sounds good but i don't know who the fuck you are why don't we just meet in a public place yeah so we met at the whole foods parking lot and did it right there 
Did like, he have a moment drank that. I'm like, that is fucking different. Did he have a van with free whiskey spray painted on the side? <laughs> he ended up being like this huge whiskey head, and we became friends afterwards. And I'm like, Jesus, George, I, you sounded so shady. And then I met him. I'm like, it was, and, and it was funny because like he was just like business as usual. You know, this is also 2016 where like liquor stores valued your relationship because they weren't selling online yet. So if you were a good customer, they gave you everything because you were a good customer. Then they figured they could put it online. They're like, we don't really care if you're a good customer anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. Pay- we can put it online. Somebody will pay a full price instead of yeah. trying to haggle me all day long. You know, Somebody because I had a really more. good run. Yeah, I had a really good run those first few years because I'd say like, listen, I'll buy whatever to get it. And then they were like, yeah, no, but you try to get too much of a price. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't like being ripped off. Listen, I love, we, we, we're cruising through this fast and furious I'm really enjoying, and I, and I love your passion, dude. Obviously, I love the cases. The cases are fucking sick, and I, I hope you do more cool shit like on that line. Are there any moments? I mean, your first experience probably is the moment, but are there any other moments where you're sitting there with a glass in your hand and you go like, fucking A, life is good. 2023 was a big year for me as far as uh, Daryl proof the company and... Yeah, how many cases have you done? Uh, I, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even tell you uh, the standard tactical whiskey case. We've done them for obviously just you know one-off sales. We've done them for yep. the first barrel pick I was ever involved in. A group bought. We didn't know how many to buy until the barrel yield came out, but they bought a case for uh, every. They bought two barrels and every. Every two bottles, case. so they invited me on the pick. My first barrel pick ever was at Willet, of all places. Oh, holy shit! And they did cases for them all. They did cases for them all. The standard, uh, you know, the hard shell plastic. Uh, yeah, it would. It was for uh, Veterans Day, and they did like the OD green cases, and we did dog tags on the bottlenecks, and you know, talking about being spoiled as far as like barrel picks. You know, okay, let's go to Willet and get a barrel pick, like. It's unbelievable. And then, you know, we did the picks at NBC and that was cool, you know, doing your own thing. And then uh, we were going to do, I don't know if you know who Bill Bender is. Yeah. Uh, we were going to do two picks with Bill Bender on my 40th birthday in December, which we did. But before that happened, we got the opportunity to do the Willet pick. And we went down to Willet and, we, you know, we did sh- custom Jordan shoes. We did jackets and hats and shirts take dinners and it was ridiculous cigars you know when i go to bardstown i I, a buddy of mine that i met through the whiskey world has an airbnb he has the best airbnb in town it's right off the circle has like its own private parking slash patio area where you could hang out outside and smoke cigars and and that's what we did um we uh we just landed there for a couple days and we went to Mr. The, the restaurant Mr. Tubbs opened up. We went there for you know, Newman's new spot. And we did that. And obviously, we were at Willet four times a day. We did the pick. It was just an unbelievable time. And we did it early because a bunch of you know, middle-aged men with kids and wives trying to <laughs> all get together and all go to the same place. It's pretty cumbersome. You know, most of our guys, we, you know, we have a five- five-man pick team and four of us are in Pittsburgh and one's in North Carolina. He, he left us, but, uh, to get everybody coordinated in the same place is tough. So we did that in the name of my 40th birthday in November, even though 
I turned 40 in December. Is that, is that the one you is that the one you sent me a sample of? Yes, that was the Daryl Proof. Fucking delicious. Oh, that's so good. I, yeah, I, I just listen, if anybody dies that's on your list, I would like to take their place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that I know that I know that death is probably the only way out. <laughs> yeah, it's blood, you know, blood out. So if anybody dies, I'd like to be on the waiting list, please. Yeah, and I truly I've been I've been I'm humble and I appreciate every friendship that I've ever made. I've made some amazing friendships. Like all oh, the whiskey, the food, the you know, the swag, it's all good. But yeah, you know, getting these friendships you never would have had these connections, you never yeah. would have had. It's the best part. And the funny part is when you're sitting around with these people and you're drinking all these, you know, high end bottles and smoking all these high end cigars, the last thing we talk about is whiskey. We talk about kids because that's life. Like that's the thing. No, I'm I'm on the same page. I mean, that's the part that I enjoy the most, just like getting to know the people, you know, because I feel like the whiskey is just part of the people. So now let's get to know the people. Exactly. So we did we did the will it pick, which is you know, that's that's a that's a bucket list right there. That's that's unbelievable. That's truly unbelievable. Bill Bender actually came to town on my birthday. That's that's the beauty of Bender Stash whiskeys. He'll come to you. So you wanna up. you wanna throw a party, you wanna, you know, have an official bachelor party, why don't you pick a barrel? He'll come to you. He brings the party to you. And he he came to town and we had a great night. Picked a couple barrels and it's phenomenal. That's why when I you when are those ones coming out, do you think? Uh we still we're still actually hashing it out. Uh there were some samples that weren't available at the actual pick that we have to go through, but yeah, they're uh should be soon. And Bill's a great yeah, I haven't tried I haven't I mean, I haven't tried any of his stuff yet. I've heard good things. I you know you know, I felt like when it originally came out the pricing was to me, it seemed a little excessive. It seems like it's settled down now a lot. Um, but I think that was just the excitement of the first releases. Yeah, but if you try, if you if you try those first releases, no, I've tried none of it. No. Yeah, if you, if you try some of those fourteen year hazmats, my gosh, or whatever they were. Oh, and I have no doubt that he, I have oh. no doubt that he picks fucking great shit. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, he's uh. He's a great dude too. Like if you come to uh, your next Kentucky trip, you have to pencil him in. He's don't golf with him, even though I haven't. But I can tell you, he's he's a good golfer. Yeah, because he's li- he's living there right now, isn't he? Um, I don't know. He's in Louisville. A lot. I think he was. He he was doing a project. I think he something about that he was going to be staying there a lot longer. He was working on something up there. Yeah, I know. Eventually, I think they're going to open a storefront there to like actually go and do picks and stuff like i can't speak on his behalf but uh yeah something like that's in the works but uh if you want to have a good time invite bill better you have a good you you're having fun oh that's important the best you know no no one's getting hurt you're getting good you're enjoying the good stuff but you're passionate it's real you know like and that's what i love i mean everywhere i take your case people are blown away they're like holy fuck Holy fuck. And I'm like, dude, this was like the easiest transaction of my life. A couple of directional pieces here, boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> done, done, done. Passion is infectious. Like when you're around people that have passion about something, you're in passion, passionate about it's 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 just like being home. You know, it's like camaraderie that we felt as kids doing stuff together, which gets difficult as you get older and, you know, wives and kids and all that kind of stuff. 
whiskey, like I tell people, like Rolex whiskey is like a whole nother persona that I can turn on and off when I'm around, when I'm out doing stuff. Like I can just do it. It's, it's, it's like a, a refreshing walk away from the life of Gavin Lindy temporarily. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what being a Daryl's all about. There's Daryl mode, you know, but there's not Daryl mode. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I go travel, I can work all day and then I can turn on, you know, Rolex whiskey at night and be like, all right, that was great. And then turn it off, go to bed and show up as Gavin the next morning. All good. Exactly. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, my man. It's been great. I do. We, we do. We have to do something together. We'll figure it out. Um, don't forget me on the wait list. If anyone dies on your list, just kidding. <laughs> but do you want to give you want you want to give one more you want to give one more shout out for your social? I highly recommend if you are someone like me, by the way, that travels locally, you know, staycations with the wives and kids. Get a get a Daryl proof case. They're fucking sick. Do you want to give uh, give the specifics again? I know you did in the opening. Yeah, yeah. Follow me at Daryl Proof. Um, you know, IG is at Daryl Proof. Darylproof.com is the website. Our traditional case, the hard plastic shell case, is the actually the most popular. Like literally, you could put that thing through anything, and it survives. We do do some custom stuff uh, as it comes along, but yeah, it's it's all about just having a good time and taking your stuff where you want to go and hang out with friends. That's it. That's it. Well, I can't thank everyone for listening. Definitely follow Daryl and Pittsburgh Pours as well. Good people, good times, living their best life, being passionate and enjoying. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to, you know, give me a little five stars on the show after you've listened. And I appreciate everybody. We'll see you soon on the next episode.